0: Hi, this is Chris, host of A Couple of Drips. Just before we start, I wanted to say a quick word about our subscribers' memberships. If you'd like to help support future episodes, you can subscribe to the show for a few pounds a month. This will help fund production, coffee and guest expenses. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. Cheers, and enjoy the show. a cup settle in and turn it up it's time for a couple of drips mental health special please welcome your host bringing the issues to the table and hoping to perk you up it's chris granger hello and welcome to the first of a very special episode of a couple of drips in these episodes we hope to take a look into some of the issues surrounding mental health while sharing experiences comfort and advice and maybe having a laugh or two along the way and certainly having a coffee or two unusually for these episodes we've got Doppio with our guest doubling to four people i've had to buy more microphones and today we'll run slightly differently in that each person will introduce themselves and get a chance to talk but then we'll throw the topics open to the floor please will you join me in welcoming my guests michael hayes lee smith and martin davis
3: good afternoon
4: Hello. hello
2: good afternoon
0: how are you all
2: Not bad, not bad. Uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, excellent. So I'll get you to introduce yourselves individually. I think we'll go around the table clockwise. So uh, I'll start off with you, Lee. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what you do.
3: So my name's Lee Smith. I'm from Western Supermare in Somerset. And I currently work as a senior software analyst for an IT company.
0: Very nice. Thank you very much, Michael.
2: Hello, my name is Mick. Uh, I live in Stoke-on-Trent, and amongst other things, I'm a freelance graphic designer. Fantastic. And Martin? Uh, hello, yeah,
4: my name's uh, Martin Davis. I'm a probation service officer working for the National Probation Service here in Stoke-on-Trent.
0: Very nice indeed. Okay, well, we've got the coffee here, so I think before the coffee goes cold, let's do coffee time. All together now. <laughs> It's coffee time It doesn't matter if it's your piss Coffee they call the wine matter of tea I haven't wasted my lockdown Brilliant, <laughs> so... <laughs>
3: What are we drinking today, Lee? So today we're drinking packed coffee, San Joaquin Petit, with hints of dark chocolate and black cherry.
0: Very nice. Let's have a try. What do we think? i definitely get the black cherry. You get the black cherry? It's, it's quite fruity. It is quite yeah, fruity.
4: Yeah. I'm, liking, I'm liking the smooth out mm, on the top Very nice. smooth.
0: Lee, as a tea drinker... Um, <laughs> Realizing so now, then. I may have made a may have made a massive mistake. Uh, but <laughs> as a tea drinker, how how do you find it?
3: Bearable, bearable. Yes, I've, I'm not a fan of the taste of coffee. I like the smell, and that's as far as it goes. But it's drinkable.
0: I see. Michael, would you would you purchase this?
2: Yeah, I'd probably buy this. It's nice. It's a nice, smooth. It's a nice smooth cup of coffee.
0: It's lovely, isn't um, it? Yeah. And Martin, as a decaf
2: <coughs> drinker,
0: how do you, how are you finding? How it? dare you? You'll be be buzzing <laughs> off the ceiling.
4: How yeah, how are you well, finding? Well, it? actually, I'm quite surprised. It's very smooth. Um, I know we're having it black here at the moment. Normally, I would take it white, yeah. but um yeah, uh, I could I could acquire to this taste quite easily. Very nice. Very nice. Lovely. Okay, so well, let's start the ball
0: rolling for today's topic. There's no easy way into this kind of thing. It's It's a difficult topic, but we decided to do a mental health special, which was a suggestion from Mick. I was planning a normal episode with Mick. A normal episode as if there's such a thing as a normal episode but i was planning a regular episode with with mick and mick said could we talk about mental health what was your motivation for that Mick?
2: i don't know really i suppose it's just it's had a such a profound effect on my life thus far it just if it was going to speak about myself during an episode it just seemed a logical thing to talk about
0: yeah, definitely. Do you think that kind of lockdown has had an impact on that? Yeah, in, in
2: both directions. <sighs> unusually, I, I think it's—I think parts of lockdown have had a positive effect on my mental health, and other parts of lockdown have had a negative effect on my mental health. So it's yeah, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a balance to be struck somewhere, and I'm not quite there at the moment. <laughs> I mean, what, what
0: what are you guys' experiences of of that through lockdown? Is it has it helped or hindered your mental health? Do
4: you think? Well, from a personal perspective, I think it's helped. Yeah. You know, I mean, we obviously a lot of people went through some difficult times, but I just enjoyed the fact that everything sort of slowed down. Yeah, I like that. We got time to actually spend time with each other and and enjoy and, and actually understand how communication how important communicating with other people was yeah i loved
0: looking out the window and not seeing any cars or vehicles uh, and yeah, stuff yeah. i quite like in a, in a sort of amiga man post-apocalyptic <laughs> kind of way you know and kind of like where have all the people gone because i can be you know for all the confidence of doing yeah. this i can be quite shy i used to struggle to walk into a shop and you know, have definite self confidence issues and to sort of not have to face people. It was because kind of, I'm a little bit agoraphobic as well. That was quite, in a way, it was good for me because I didn't have to bump into people and I could kind of be isolated but be out in the world now and yeah. again. But in another way, it was bad because it kind of fed into my worst possible kind of paranoia of like, oh, I can be away from people. And then when people did approach, and also the fact that they may have this virus that could kill you as well. So people mm. were, from people being a kind of self-conscious threat, people actually became a real threat. Yeah. You know, that didn't sit well with me. I mean, you, you, you mentioned, Mick, if I can pick up on it, about, you know, having had mental health issues and not just in lockdown but before. What kind of coping mechanisms have you used oh through the, throughout the years? um...
2: um name it basically I mean when I was uh, when I first started having mental health issues in my sort of mid to late teens Mm. I started taking drugs uh, started smoking later on in my sort of mid to late 20s I had quite a bad drinking problem for a few years Mm. as well um,
0: it's a crutch, isn't
2: it? it oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And and currently, for the past few years, it's definitely been food, which is shockingly as much of, if not more damaging than the aforementioned yeah. coping mechanisms. Yeah. It, yeah, it's definitely had a quite a profound effect on me. But there's... Um, I mean, I can
0: identify with that comfort eating. Oh, you, yeah, you, yeah, you, you know, kind yeah. of like, what do you fill the void with? Oh,
2: I fill the void with pizza, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I mean, you know me, and you know probably my least damaging coping mechanism is wasting money on on old shit, Yeah, (laughs) because I I buy lots of old electronics and games consoles. Yeah, we'll be
0: doing an episode with Mick. We've been planning an episode for quite a while with Mick, but unfortunately he had a very nasty accident and damaged his intercostal muscles before Christmas, and so we had to cancel the recording of that. But we will be doing a special with Mick, talking about collecting vintage electrical equipment. Yeah. I won't go into too much I mean, detail. But I mean it's
2: it's a hobby, but it's definitely but it's also a, also a coping mechanism because there are times when I will buy something to do with my hobby that I absolutely cannot afford and that I should not be buying. And and that's definitely part of you've got to my go food shopping, mechanism. but
0: you'll spend a hundred quid Ex- on some exactly, second-hand
2: piece of exactly
0: equipment. Right, yeah, yeah. Just I think I'm I'm guilty of that as well with with buying electronic studio gear. You mm. know, buy old stuff, I buy new stuff, kind of thing. It's the same thing. I don't really need that. I don't really need this. You know, had to buy some extra microphones for doing a four-person podcast, <laughs> but that was needed. <laughs> so I think we're all guilty of that. But the comfort eating thing is very difficult because I can't fatigue when I need cheering up, but I also eat when I'm happy as, as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so that can be a big problem. I think we've had this discussion before, Mick. That a lot of the times late at night, I think I'm hungry and I'm actually thirsty, and I'll go and grab something to it. And I'm not yeah. actually I'm thirsty. And if I just drank a pint of water, I wouldn't want to eat that thing. You
2: know, yeah. I, th- I think I've had exactly the same discussion with Lee. Yeah. Before yeah. actually, yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of the time, I will. Do something ludicrous like order a massive pizza at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then I'll 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 finish the pizza off and sit there and think. Actually, all
3: all I really wanted is a glass of juice. Yeah,
2: like that would have been perfectly perfectly adequate.
3: But no, no, no. It's bad, isn't it? Sorry, I think um, a lot of the time boredom plays into it as well. Yeah, sometimes you just don't know what you want or what you want to do. And I think you take a look at the convenience apps that we've got that have really exploded massively during during lockdown the likes of uber the likes of just eat the fact that if you want a particular type of food you can get it to your door yeah. and the minimal effort you have to put in is nothing um.
2: Mate, oh, I wish I could get the statistic for how many times during the last two years I've deleted a reinstalled Just Eat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's
0: just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I've recently discovered that uh, there's a rather nice Balti house in Stafford. I'll, I'll give them a shout out, I might get a free meal. Balti Palace in Stafford. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they're on Just Eat and they deliver to here. And uh, yeah, that's dangerous. I've ordered about three times in two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it is bad. What about you, uh, Martin? Well, I you were uh,
4: your lanky boy. Well, but, uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, to be honest, I mean, I do work with a lot of people who have a lot of problems. So, yeah. I do I understand a lot about maladaptive coping mechanisms, and so I've always tried to avoid it. But I can't avoid that box of chocolates, like you say, that box yeah. of Maltese yeah. is my weakness. Absolutely, I cannot go to sleep. You can't just I, have one, I cannot you go can't, go can't to have one. Says, one. You've got to, how could you eat a whole box? I can't go to sleep until that box is empty. Yeah, it's something yeah. Plain I'm the same. I'll brain. buy like a
0: 400 gram chocolate bar, and <laughs> I'll just have a strip, I'll just have a strip, and I'll put it away. And I might manage it for a day. And then the next day I'll have another strip, and I, I might manage it for two days. Day three, the rest of the bar is going in one session because you,
2: you know there's a way that that someone will behave that your brain just can't process properly. Like you can't understand. Mm. Or, or reconcile why they behave like that. Yeah, that's me and people that can only have one biscuit out of a packet. Yeah, but like uh, if I open a packet of biscuits, I am consuming gone. a packet a pack of, of biscuits. biscuits. Yeah,
3: I think I think the worst thing with with food. I don't know if you experience this or not, Mick. Is that you know you're making a, a conscious decision to eat, uh, and I and I suffer with this terribly. Is that I will have a really good day. Uh, as, you, as you know, I've worked really hard to to get on top of my weight, and I'll have a really good day, and then it will get to late at night. And the partner and the kids are gone to bed and I might have something on the TV, I might be playing a game, might be reading and then there's something inside me that just clicks it's like, do you know what would be really nice now? A snack. Yeah. But then you go and look for a snack and then you can't find what you want and then five minutes later you've you've um, ordered, you've a ordered a kebab. something. Yeah. It's not but the thing is, is that it's not just ordering one thing. Because you look at it and go, Oh, well, that's seven quid for that item but you need to order fifteen quid before they'll deliver. Oh yeah. So <laughs> then you end up adding more on, right? and then before you know it you spent 20 quid you know because delivery charges yeah right so you've you've spent 20 quid for no reason and you're going to consume an entire meal which is probably more calories than you've eaten the entire day yep and you don't feel bad about it until after you've taken that last mouthful yep when when you're actually eating you feel like you're just going through the motions after the first few mouthfuls, it's kind of not satisfying anymore mm. anyway. But
0: there's this thing that comes from my gran, which was you must clear your plate or you must finish your yeah. thing. And I have this thing. If I don't finish the food, it'll either go off or yeah. someone else will eat it. And so if I eat that chocolate bar now, then no one else has had it, you know. Yeah. And that that is a terrible thing because... Number one, I live on my own. Who's going to steal it?
2: <laughs> and
0: I don't have a number two. <laughs>
2: I think mine is also a grandparent thing, because as, ah. you, as you know, Chris, I was brought up by my grandparents. Absolutely. Who both uh, lived through the war and, yeah. ra- and rationing. Yeah, And there was this massive emphasis on... You, you need to you need to clear your plate. You mustn't leave yeah. food. You mustn't yeah. never leave food. Yeah, and that's definitely followed me yeah. into into adult life. I thought the Luftwaffe had had bigger portions. Than- <laughs> 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 not not those grandparents oh sorry mick has austrian relatives for anyone listening. but no it's it's definitely i mean just the other day i went out for me i took my mother out for a meal she, she only ate about half of her food i i finished mine and i just cleared the rest of her plate yeah 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 i just i just i could not stand It's this ultimate fear of it's, waste isn't it and yeah, it comes from my grand. and i don't know how this was a threat i have no idea how this was a threat
0: But she would say, if you don't eat it now, you'll have it for leftovers tomorrow. I love leftovers now. How was that ever a threat? (laughs) There's nothing better than yesterday's pizza or, you know, a bit of, like, my lunch yesterday was a bit of cold curry from the night before, you know, with a bit of coconut rice. I can't recall the last time I had leftovers no. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? It is. That is that's exactly I, well, the I'm, I'm trying to be on a diet at the moment, and so I actually forced myself to leave a bit of the curry the night before, but, yeah, it's a long, slow process. I mean,
2: of course, what I'm, what I'm sure everyone realises anyway is that what all this ties into is that we're chasing short highs. Yeah. You yeah. know, a lot of mental health seems to go in the same sort of way as drug addiction in that you're chasing a short high yeah. to make yourself feel better and, th- and that's what it's all about that's that's what a lot of the eating's about that's what a lot of me buying things i shouldn't buy are about yeah. you know i want that little short high like christmas day when the parcel comes through my door and i get yeah. to open it up and take well, all the packaging out yeah. and I look at this new thing that I've bought, and it is just—it's yeah. just chasing those yeah. tiny little happy moments. You I know? mean,
0: we even had to start the recording again because I had an Amazon delivery. <laughs> <We> started- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So typical. Yeah, I, I think it is difficult, and kind of—you um you know—you mentioned self-care earlier. I mean, how do you deal with that? What are the steps that you take to to sort of overcome that?
2: I mean, it's difficult because I've got to be so conscious. Mm of everything i'm constantly second guessing myself i mean even if i've got plenty of money during a certain month and i want to order something that isn't frivolous whatsoever at all yeah you know it will go in my amazon basket for a week and and i'll even flip through the checkout process and then go back and leave it again because i'm constantly second guessing myself do do i need that do i need that or am i I just ordering this because i'm i'm feeling shit you know yeah yeah i I think a lot of my record collection
0: (laughs) is possibly down to that you know I love collecting records and stuff but also it's self-medication
2: yeah. to some extent i you know. apologize profusely for constantly sending you links to records to buy.
0: <laughs> please 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 do keep sending them very much appreciated yeah but you, you did also recently give me a copy of muppets christmas carol for which i'm very grateful because you had two copies
2: of it as well so i did that's... lovely lovely zavi sent me two <gasps> copies so uh... thank you zavi <laughs> i don't think they'll be sponsoring us <laughs> <laughs> okay so lee
0: i'll move on to you for a little while tell us a little bit about your work is quite proactive with mental health, isn't it?
3: Yes, so I I work for a company uh, called Civica. Shout out to Civica. Again, not sponsoring this recording. Um, (laughs) uh, And and, and my job role is... is Yet. That's right, yet. So my my job is a senior software analyst and my business unit specialises in private health and care. And I get a lot of satisfaction from the work that I do as my proper job, the job that I'm employed to do, because I get to see that by maintaining the systems, people receive a direct level of care. And I can see the importance in that. So I'm I'm really yeah. happy. I really enjoyed my job. And then a few years ago, I think it was 2019, tail end of 2018, beginning of 2019, the company decided they were going to start a mental health initiative. So we already had things in the company like an employee assistance program where the company offers support and, and help to look after you. But there wasn't really anyone championing that program. So they wanted to get a few colleagues across the uk business skilled up as mental health champions or mental health first aiders so they sent us on a course to become mental health first aid accredited and it really just took off from there what initially was put in place for us was that we would be a a go-to person if someone's having a crisis we would wait for people to approach us and have a talk and we were there to be You know, we were we're there to listen and we're there to signpost people. But it started developing more from that, especially during lockdown, whereby that we became as a team more proactive and we started reaching out to people. We started putting together things like emails and and little newsletters. We started doing video recordings and presentations and really made our company or or made other people within our company aware that if they need help, we're here. I I love that. I I absolutely love that. Yeah, you've really kind of
0: taken to that role, haven't you?
3: Yeah, I... (sighs) I think one of the most recent presentations that we did was when we did an onboarding process for our graduates. So the company has something set up in place that all of the graduates go through, but the team that does the onboarding asked the mental health team to put together an awareness session. Mm. So we got them for two hours in an office and me and another colleague explained, you know, who we are, what we stand for, what we offer, how to get in contact with us, what yep. things you can talk about us with, how we'll listen, what support is available. I think one of the best things about it is that we act completely outside the reins of, of the normal channels within a business. So we don't report to other people's team leaders or line managers. Yep. We don't feed into HR. We're completely yep. separate from that.
0: HR so- aren't wanting an occupational health
3: report from you when you exactly. talk to Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So people know that they can approach us with anything, and, and it's completely anonymous, and yeah. all we have to do is be available to listen. And for any of you guys that have ever spoken about anything that's on your mind before, and I know that us being bloked, it's difficult to talk, Yeah. but we provide such a valuable service just by being there. And, and during lockdown itself, especially, I would say, come the end of March beginning of april so right at the beginning yeah of, of lockdown 2020 when people are navigating all these problems if you remember people were having trouble getting shopping people were having issues with should they go out the house for a walk or not you know should they try driving to multiple shops to try and find things that they need you know just mm. generic stuff like that and then trying to juggle work inside that time as well and yeah. if you remember supermarkets were on restricted hours yeah uh i recall uh, on one occasion i i drove to Sainsbury's because the local supermarkets and Morrisons and Asda and Tesco's I had already tried were out of something Mm. and I was standing in a queue uh, you know wasn't wasn't toilet rolls (laughs) (laughs) that was part of the shopping list yeah and I had to call my manager and I said look you know I've been in this queue for an hour I've still not reached the front door wow I I, st- I need to go and get shopping yeah. because you know we got we got nothing in yeah um, and it was I think it was then he, he replied you know it's fine take your time yeah. everyone's suffering that's really life. good yeah, yeah. and there that's was, the kind of line manager boss you need oh, isn't it yeah, definitely yeah. you don't want someone going oh you know I'm going to be counting every minute and if you take too long then you need to stay on at the end of the day and it was none of I that I think we've all had bosses like that yeah yeah, yeah we have in the past but
0: so how does the mental health support work through lockdown? Because obviously, you're working from home more now. Mm-hmm. If another member of the team wants to contact you, is it instituted through email? Is it done through Teams calls? What? What's-
3: yeah, exactly that. So I in, in the past, when we were in the office, people would catch me in the kitchen, drop a note at my desk, uh, you know, bump into you. That's how it works. But uh, through lockdown, people would drop me through messages through things like Skype or Teams, or they'd send me an email, and we would set up a call from there. A lot of people were very conscious of their privacy, yeah. and they wouldn't want to discuss anything in a written format, so sure. it would be a case of... I want to have a talk about something. Can you put something on a calendar for a call? Yep. And we would use our own devices to do a one-off phone call withholding numbers, you know, yep. for security. But just so we can have those conversations with people. Excellent.
0: So, Martin, you, you deal with mental health at work, don't you? I mean, we won't go into too many specifics of your job. But, I mean, what kind of things come down and has it changed over lockdown at all? I mean, we, I do deal with
4: a lot of difficulties with the mental health in my professional but in my personal uh, life as well, I've dealt with a lot of uh, yeah, mental yeah. health issues. I think I've dealt with them all my life. Always been on a sort of journey of self-discovery, to be honest. Yeah. And I think I've come through it in lots of ways, in a positive way. And I've always looked for positive outlooks. So, yeah, uh, I mean, on a personal basis, like say, lockdown wasn't too bad for me, but... I did go through quite a difficult time in other areas with work as well, and I've always looked for good outlays for that. Yeah. And one of the things I came across, um, as you know, Chris, I've always been involved in music. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. met. Through, we met through we threw live music. You invited me to do something. That's with a right. In a yeah. competition. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so yeah, that's how we sort of got got to got together, got to know each other. So I've always been interested in music, and I've always been interested in singing, but choirs haven't got the best voice for obviously for be a singer. But you can always hide away in a choir. So I thought that's the best place yeah, to be. Yeah, it's nice. And um, so I, I have been involved in lots of choirs because I was going through a difficult time, right about 2018, 19. One of my neighbours sort of noticed, you know, I could do with a bit of support. And he invited me to come along to what's called the uh, Upman Sing Choir, which mm. is basically a group of men trying to support each other through mental health but it was a lot more than that because it was actually a guy called Paul Robin uh, Rogerson developed that from the legacy of what's called Restoke which was called a man up project which was really interesting because he had this idea obviously he, he could see there was a lot of problems with mental health and men he just threw a lot of emails and applications through social media out there trying to get some see what interest you get and put on this these performances through Resto. this was back like I say five 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 odd years ago and then the man up choir was a legacy that grew out of that now i wasn't around at the, obviously at that time but quite early on with the the up Man sing and this was a completely different experience All ukrainian and georgian and other eastern european Brilliant. songs and it's all about the polyphonic harmonies that was going on yeah and this was like say it was completely new to me but I could not believe how amazing experience it was. You know, an amazing bunch of lads um, yeah. from all walks of life, really interesting people we get to meet, and obviously we're very supportive, and it's sort of overcoming this barrier about what masculinity is all about, yeah. And, yeah. and, like say, being a supportive element for each other. But on, on the backside of that, we've done some amazing performances. Yeah. And we started some songs together and we did the big Where All the Choirs Get Together in 2019 at the Vicky Hall. Fantastic. And the feedback from that was amazing. Then we went on to do the Suicide Prevention Conference at BEPT365. Oh, uh, three, 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 right. That was really, again, really interesting. Obviously, we're doing a lot of talk about the support of, of choirs around yeah. mental health and the uh, Staffordshire Business Awards at Keel University, which was really interesting. Because yeah. I'm sure they didn't know what to expect. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we definitely. didn't know what to expect, and sort of we just came on the stage. We gave this performance. Was that Keel Hall? Was it? Yeah, it was the the business. Set. I'm not sure which building. Uh, oh right, was, okay. But like, well, it was yeah. one of the, the, the nice buildings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the food was amazing. Oh, <laughs> so nice. It was all the business boards. And I, what was what I, can, what I can say was when we actually did our set the presenter of the night was Anita Rani you know yeah. people are not sure what was the was her from the, the lady from Country Files but she came on stage and she was standing right next to me and she turned round to me as she was like introducing the next people that were coming on and she just turned around and said that was absolutely brilliant and yeah. obviously that made us feel that very well personally yeah. it, was, yeah. it came to me because I was right behind her and I thought that felt absolutely wonderful
0: I always think a kind of a creative outlet whether it's drawing or painting or singing or producing a podcast or whatever, you know, it's important to have a creative outlet. And obviously when you get kind of praise like that. But I think a lot of us are guilty of trying to do that on social media. You know, we have post about how fabulous our life is, even if it isn't in the hope oh, that everyone course, will go, oh, you're so lucky, oh, mm. but that's brilliant, you know. <laughs>
2: I mean, one thing I've I've tried over the years to impress on my son especially when he got sort of past 10 years old i've always tried to impress on him that people's social media lives are not reflective for the large part of their their actual lives and what's going on yeah definitely i mean I, i know people personally where if you were to look at their social media profiles you would think they have the most marvelous Rich, cultured life ever And that they're jetting off on holidays All the time and and things like that But the reality is very different Uh, I think nowadays it's really important To emphasise that, especially to teenagers Mm. Because obviously it's a, a whole raft of mental health issues You could get into yeah, the, the, the bit you see on social, social
0: media region. is such a small part of their lives.
2: Yeah, of course. There's a lot of kids that think that that's what they have to aspire to. You know, that's what their actual, genuine, real life needs to be like. That's that's not it. That's not how it works. Definitely, it's Definitely. an
3: unattainable, unattainable standard, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, it's completely yeah. unattainable. Yeah. Like, I I find that you know what it's like. You'll be browsing Facebook or. Instagram Twitter any social media platform and you'll come across a family picture and you'll think oh yeah that looks really nice don't they? they all look like they're having a nice time at home look like they're having fun and yeah. i got three boys with my partner and they are as much as i love them an absolute nightmare <laughs> and trying to trying to get a perfect looking family picture is impossible mm-hmm. and you think Realistically think How much time and effort It takes to get Everyone all smiling And looking in the same direction And you know Big grins on their face Nice body language it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah You never see All the effort that goes into it And yeah. you just see the end result And then when you see The end result People think Oh their life must be perfect Yeah it's not the case. It's about that instant reward all yeah. the time. Yeah. That's what the
4: social media companies are after. They're after your time, aren't they, all the, yeah, time. Of course, the yeah. hits. And it's, the, it's every time you get a ding on your phone, you're getting a, a dopamine hit. Yeah. And they know that, and it's an instant reward. So it's yeah. like getting them hits all the time, and that's not reality. It's no. the hard work, and then you get the reward for yeah, it. It would
2: be great if more of Instagram and YouTube personalities, the really big ones, would. Post pictures of what's involved in getting that final set of. Yeah. photographs out or that final video out how much yeah. effort goes into it how many photographs have been deleted before they got that yeah. perfect yeah. one for that post you know
0: kudos I have to mention Sarah Pasco, who uh, I follow on Instagram it was uh, one of the comedy awards last night and she posted a picture that just said fear of missing out at the comedy awards I'd like to thank such and such and she did this big long speech in the text and then it's her lying on a bed with the baby on, on her chest no makeup, dog lying next to her she's just finished breastfeeding you know and she's like look you might see my social media you might see everything that goes on but this is the reality that is just a a construct that is just a presentation you know I have days where I look like this like the rest of you you know I have things to do around the house I always think when they do that and you see particularly with celebrities where you see their life isn't perfect and they have days where they look like a pile of shit and they want to leave the house you know I, I think that's really important as well I mean, you mentioned man up, Martin, uh, or up men. I mean, that suggests kind of ideas of masculinity. Do you think there is a, an issue around kind of, I'll use that expression, man up, pull your socks up, you know, pull yourself together. Do you think there is a danger with men of not asking for help not
4: speaking out about mental health that's where it comes from the man up that's what you told as a child yeah i mean we're looking at some statistics here there's uh, about 70 percent of men are homeless 96 percent of men are prisoners and 76 percent of men commit suicide against women the rates are much higher in men and you look at why that is yeah you know what i mean and it's about conditioning social conditioning Right, uh, And what the perception of masculinity is. If you yeah. think about, if you define masculinity, what you could define it as is, what are real men? Who are real men? Real yeah. men Real men don't cry. Real men don't show expression, um, unless it's anger. You yeah. know what I mean? They, they show anger a lot. Yeah. Real men don't show empathy. Real men show strength and retaliation. Real men need to be tough. Real men cannot be like a woman. You know, all these yeah. traits are something that we're brought up to believe and are no longer really existent in this yeah. society today. Yeah. And we're yeah. trying to change that attitude of masculinity where we need to be able to talk about things. I mean, instead of putting the walls around us and yeah. the barriers and the beliefs that we can do everything, we can because we we're all DIYers, all men are DIYers. Yeah. You know, we we grow up thinking we can do it. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, but we yeah. can't. We're not no, I do, can't. We aren't all DIYers. If you'd,
0: li- if you'd like me to come round and remove some of the plaster <laughs> from your walls, then just ask me to do some DIY. I think now as well, a kind of the idea of women who are high up in business as well, is very much based on the male image. So whenever you see, like in movies or whatever, you see a woman who's in charge of a corporation, she's always like a ball breaker. You know, she's always a really hard. And it's that idea that they have to be more male than male. You know, yeah. the idea that they have to be uber-masculine, you know, and the only way that you could possibly succeed in business is to be ruthless. We watch things on the TV like Dragon's Den or The Apprentice. You have to say, I'm fired. You have to mm-hmm. be superior. Or you have to say, I'm out. There's no negotiation. There's no kind of two-way thing. It's like, I've got the power. You haven't. Therefore, I'm strong. You are weak. Goodbye, kind of thing. You yeah, know? well, but,
2: that, that's definitely tying into the whole toxic masculinity thing is yeah, it? yes yeah. i mean that's where power suits came from yes yeah. is not it yeah. it was you yeah know, it was it was to convey that sort of same vibe definitely so, definitely yeah.
4: so yeah so women have developed obviously to survive in, the, in, in our current times they are represented as strong independent characters they yeah. know they've got these good, Adapted, good jobs yeah. but man is still the stoic aggressor And he's, mm-hmm. he hasn't changed and he, he hasn't got them skills. That the women, obviously, are born with, as they grow up, what they play with as children. Yeah. I mean, I look at the stories, think of a story saying the 12-year-old boy, his mother dies, what do you say to him? You know, grow <laughs> up. I remember when, I mean, this always brings it to, I mean, when Harry and the, the princes, when... Diana? Diana, yeah. When Diana passed away, I watched her marching through the crowds without shedding a tear. That's not normal. That's not not normal. That's not not normal. It's also not setting a great example
0: for other men that you you can't show emotion, you know.
2: No, I mean, when um, I was at my grandmother's bedside when she was dying of cervical cancer, and I was there with my Uncle Tony. Now, my my Uncle Tony's, um, he was ex military and he was very much your atypical man's man. He was. You know the stereotype sort of thing. Stiff up a lip, and it took him so much to cry. Sat there at his mom's yeah. deathbed, it you could visibly see him fighting, yeah, like tooth and nail against yeah. just crying, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it it was heartbreaking. It made me cry more, yeah, yeah. watching him try not to cry. Uh, you know I yeah. just wanted to you know slap him around the face yeah just, just f- yeah. fucking cry
0: yeah, you know, yeah. Just- D- intro, when my mom died last year a similar thing with my dad he would cry but he would apologise for crying I'm sorry I'm, I'm crying I'm yeah. sorry why are you apologizing <laughs> you know you've just lost yeah. your wife of uh, 50 years it's a
2: perfectly rational of course thing it to is. do so,
0: yeah. you know don't apologize for that
2: you know it's um, it's weird i was i was thinking about this um the other day when after me and you spoke about the podcast and there was there was a period you know during the the late 80s and the first half of the 90s where if you watch a lot of the films and tv shows of the era there was a lot of pushing this sensitive male character it was almost as if we went in the right direction for a while and then did a complete 180 and went back the wrong way it's it's like we're sort of back at 1970s levels of of toxic masculinity and it uh, yeah I, I don't get why that happened i was um <laughs> i was i was watching sleepless in seattle um, a few days ago and I started to go through all these different films and TV shows in my head from the similar era and I thought, well, no, they were really pushing like the sensitive, caring man who's in touch with his emotions and his femininity and everything. And it's like there was this little pocket for a few years where where it was okay and it wasn't frowned upon and yeah you know women were Do you think
0: that's anything to do with who's in power at the time
2: Hmm. (laughs) well (laughs) maybe so maybe so (laughs) but but no it is kind of we we did a 180 and went back the wrong way it feels like i think we're kind of just just heading on the right track and then something went horribly wrong so you've put on your show notes here mick the daily grind i mean when you hear daily grind you immediately think job but it's not necessarily job related I, i was talking about it's the process of getting through a day without losing your shit basically you know there's a lot of things that take as i said previously when i was on about second guessing myself all the time there's a lot of mundane things during a person's day that someone who's got ongoing mental health issues finds considerably more difficult to just navigate through the normal course of a day and that can be simple things like loading a dishwasher putting your clothes into wash Or extending to your own personal health and hygiene and things, and again, it it does extend on to your employment, your work, and everything. But it's just, it's just how much more. It's difficult to explain to someone how much more difficult it is getting through each day when you've got ongoing mental health issues. It's a fight you're fighting with yourself. Yeah, I think that's the best way I can I can really explain it. You you in a fist fight with yourself basically yeah, a lot yeah. of the time to just get simple mundane things done Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds
3: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy, that's just not who I am but Noom worked for me
1: Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Hi there, and thanks for listening to A Couple of Drips. If you like what you hear and would like to help support future episodes, then you can help by buying us a coffee. Just go to buymeacoffee.com slash coupleofdrips. One-off donations or memberships are available. We really appreciate your support. Remember, please don't spend anything you can't afford. We love you just for listening. Thanks and have a great day. Buymeacoffee.com slash couple of drips. Lee, I'm just looking at your show notes nice. and uh, I'm looking at Martin so we'll go through some of the topics um, Stress container, Lee what, what is that?
3: So, something that I learnt about in the last couple of years and, and maybe in the last year became really relevant to myself and that's just how much stress impacts you and how either negatively or positively that you can deal with it So I think we're all in agreement here that us just being together today and having a conversation about mental health is a good thing. Yeah. And I think hopefully we can all agree that giving other people the opportunity to talk again is a a good thing. But when you don't talk about your issues, when you don't have that opportunity to offload, you start getting bogged down with, well, in this particular case, stress. So you think to yourself that you are having a difficult time in your life and try and think that you are carrying a backpack and you might have a disagreement with a colleague at work you might have a unexpected bill come through the post you might get a flat tire you might go to the shop and there was a particular item you really wanted to purchase and it just happens to be out of stock you may have to give some bad news to someone you may receive some bad news you may not feel safe when you're walking down the street you may be in a particularly stressful environment or a toxic environment uh, and all these things add to your level of stress yeah and it gets to a certain point where you you can't take it anymore you will keep having things layered into your backpack so you just keep getting full up and there's there's no real outlet for you you'll get to a moment in time where things will start overspilling, falling out Yeah kind of like your stress container is breaking. If you don't have a positive outlook for your stress, then you will put yourself into a, a poor state of mental health. And I, I think it's it's really important for people to know that taking the opportunity to discuss whatever's going on in your life, whether it may seem relevant or not, makes a a big difference to your positive mental well being.
0: That's a really good way of thinking about things. Yeah. Martin, you your notes say the four agreements. I mean, we're moving into kind of dealing with an advice territory here and coping mechanisms, I guess, we're, we're carrying on from. But um, tell us about the four yeah, agreements, yeah. Martin. Uh, I know
4: nothing about it's this. A bit of self-help, I think, there. <laughs> when yeah. I went out when i was searching out there. I came across a, a book by a guy called Miguel Rui um, who wrote this book called The Four Agreements, and it's somewhere. it's a way of sort of living your life to reduce the stress and the anxiety of the daily grind yeah. that we have to go through. <laughs> Obviously, just to give you a snapshot of that, basically the four agreements are, agreement number one is don't take things personally, agreement number two, always do your best, agreement number three, be impeccable with your word, and agreement number four, don't make assumptions. And we do this mm. every day, all yeah. day long. Yeah. Mm. And... I've, I've actually conditioned myself now not to do this. Yeah. And it has made my life much, much easier. When somebody, I walk into work and somebody makes a snide comment about me or some, a joke, mm. I don't take it personally. Yeah. I don't make assumptions of why they're doing it. I'm not thinking, oh, he doesn't like me or they don't like me. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, that's what they want to do today. You yeah, know, fair enough. I but admire, people, if, some, I admire you for being able tomorrow. to do that
0: because I, I always like, oh, I always take it personally. If someone makes a a joke about me or whatever, you know, and it's, it's just banter, isn't it? You it know, is, it, yeah. but
4: yeah. It is. And, and, and like I say, it's not easy. I mean, the, one of the biggest examples I always big is, is road rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we suffer it every single day. And do we take it personally? Of course we do. Mm. But is it personally? If that person could just put their hand up and say, I'm sorry, or, you know what I mean? I didn't really, I'm sorry I pulled in front of you, but now we're enclosed in this motor car. Our brains are whirling. He's just done this. It's really. an attack on and, us. And, and, and we're yeah. taking that like as a threat. And, and the emotions are, are going over and over. Now I just sit back. You know what I mean? I've, I'm, not, I don't know his age as much as anything, to be honest. But uh, I don't go where uh, I'm reacting, reacting to it like I did when I was in my twenties. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Chasing him for miles, <laughs> <laughs> flashing been, the headlights, yeah, banging the horn. Yeah, um, yeah. So now it's just just tell myself. I mean, it's. I think I, I, I'm a strong believer in self-talk. I right. think that is a really powerful tool. Yep. And it's like, it's just conditioning yourself, telling yourself, you know, that, that this isn't a personal sort of scenario, you know what I mean? Everybody makes mistakes. I mean, I read something about called the paradigm shift. I don't know if you've ever come across that. No. And paradigm shift, is, it's, it's about um, if you knew what was going on in their life, would you have still reacted in the same way? Right, so you yeah, might have to uh... do something to you or react the same way, but for all you know, they could have, a, 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 they could be autistic for instance yeah, you know what I mean and have a quirk that you know I mean a trait that would make him act in a certain way you know what I mean you could take yeah. that personally you yeah. know what I mean it's like we this happens throughout life and it's just like I think it's just like they could be
0: going through grief or they could be going through
4: exactly there could be anything that's going through the mind somebody could I mean if you imagine how you'd react if you just found say for instance something that's Really shocked you or and, and and traumatized you. Yeah. You know you you are in you're in heightened state of anxiety. Yeah. You know you're going to react completely different. Yeah. It's icing on the cake scenario. Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean. It doesn't take a lot for it to get a reaction. We don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Yeah. And I think yeah. we have to step back and think about that sometimes. Yeah. Um. And 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 like I say, using these agreements gives us time to process the, these situations, and that's what I tend to like. I think personally, it's really helped me in my life.
0: Yeah. Which, which leads us on to another thing you mentioned, which was fight, flight, freeze.
4: Yes, I mean, <laughs> interesting, yeah. It's, it's, it's because, I mean, the, the, obviously the, the part of the brain that protects us, the limbic system, yeah. um, reacts. I think it's about five times stronger than the frontal lobe and it's there to protect it and it reacts instantly. So we get this instant reaction yeah. with the fight, flight and flees, and that can happen with anything that your brain perceives as a threat now yeah. I started to understand that I started to perceive some weird things as threats <laughs> yeah emails <laughs> I mean, and things and I, I believe yeah, yeah I mean when I was getting thousands and one, I've certainly loads, had and loads of emails and they're asking me to do this to do that do that and I just haven't got enough time of the day to do sure. it the next email coming up they go oh my god what am I going to have to do now what yeah. are you telling me to do yeah. now?" and everything I don't know if, I mean obviously in the world I work everything seems to be a priority yeah, you yeah. know, and so I mean, every time I, I get that ding and I got this email, my body was saying it's a threat, and then the fight flight was kicking, the mm. anxiety was going through the roof, yeah, and I was stressing like mad at work. So I had to manage that, and I, obviously yeah. the way I managed that is to actually get myself another job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I well, that's away. fair enough. Sometimes you have to do that. I, I mean, <laughs> I had a
0: job a number of years ago whereby I dreaded going in every single day. You know, I dreaded. I had. A boss who went from being almost a best friend to micromanaging me all the time and I dreaded going in every day and I just thought you know but I'd got a car I was paying for and I'd got bills to pay and and I just thought I can't quit I can't quit and then it just reached a point where I had a complete breakdown and couldn't carry on yeah you know, and ended up taking six months off sick and then, of course, inevitably leaving at the end of it, you know. But that was the best thing that ever happened to me, you know, because it made me reevaluate what do I actually want to be doing? What are my priorities? You know, I watched a great TED video recently. The chap said, You know, why do you own that BMW? Do you own it because it makes you happy or do you own it because you like the way other people perceive you because you've got it? And if the answer is, I like it because you've got other people see you and you're paying $400 a month where actually what you need is a car that probably costs you $100 a month then you are working overly hard or working overly well to buy something to make other people perceive you in a particular way whereas actually what's important is how happy you are and how together you are not how everyone else
2: perceives you. That ties into the whole social media personas thing doesn't it? It's just a Regular, everyday in life version, yeah, of that. It's um, it's it's the same. People do it with everything, really, don't they? Mm. The clothes they wear. Well, I had uh, I had
0: a thing where you know I, I, you know, you want this, you want the big house, and you want the fancy car, and you want this, and you want mm -hmm. that, and then you have it. It's there's this theory. I don't know if you know about the theory of commodity fetishism. It's like. If I have this thing that I have to pay for, then I will be happy. And you get that thing, and it gives you a fix for five minutes. And then you write, okay, that's unsatisfying now. That didn't fulfill the need that I had, so therefore I'm going to move on to the next thing. And I think... It's like me with record buying or equipment, and you know I'm sure it's like you with audio gear and and that.
3: Well, you just you think of it this way: if someone went up to you and said, "Chris, if you give me four hundred pounds a month, mm. I will like you more." Yeah, that's right. what we do <laughs> that, that's at the it. end of the day. That, yeah. that is it. Now, now I would I would love to have a big shiny BMW, but there is no way that I would I I could even contemplate parting with that kind of money each month just to get people to think, oh, wow, he's got a really nice car. Therefore, he yeah. must be really important. Yeah. He must be a really good person. It's just outrageous. But if you break it down to, if you exchange this amount of hours worked, yeah. which equates to this amount yeah. of money, then you can show people that you're better than them or yeah. you're on the same level as them. Yeah. That's what it equates yeah. to.
0: I've reached a point now where I don't work full-time. Mm. And I remember my nan saying to me, well, why don't you get a full-time job? And I remember thinking why i i don't need more money than i need to live on and to buy a few nice things that i like but i could work 70 hour week quite happily and earn a lot more money but i wouldn't have time to enjoy it and i'd be miserable and i'd be stressed and i wouldn't enjoy life i work part time now i make enough to live on and enough to put a little bit aside and to buy some nice things, like if a new console comes out, I can get that, or if a new game comes out, I can get that, or if Mick sends me more records. <laughs> that are on offer, and of course they're all limited editions, so we have to have them, we have to beat the other person to have them, don't we, of course
2: You you, you know that this is is an audio podcast and we can't see air quotes, (laughs) Chris Yeah, sorry, (laughs) I'm doing bunny ears all over the place I'll
0: I'll put a photo in the description of me doing bunny ears, Um, but yeah so all these things come to say, oh if you have this you'll be better if you have this you'll be happier, but I work part time, and I earn enough to pay the bills, enough to feed me enough to go on holidays and do do that and past that yes i could work harder and i could earn more but i wouldn't enjoy it and i'd be on holiday and i've done this before in jobs i'd be on holiday not enjoying the holiday Mm. because i was worrying about going back to work because Mm. i was in a job Mm. that i hated working with people who thought the only way to work was to do more hours and more hours and more hours. You know, you're getting paid for 40 hours a week, but you do 50 because you're really dedicated to the job. And I'm in on weekends and I'm in on school holidays because I'm really dedicated to the job. And you think, you're an idiot because you can do the job in less hours. And what you're doing is you're giving your time away for free.
3: That's, that's exactly right. Uh, there are there are people I know that do this so often. Mm. You, I mean, part of my job is doing out of hours work. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm happy to do that because get paid for it. So it's all great. But I'll log on to fix something at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And I see one or two people logged on. Uh, I may log on at some point over the weekend, and I'll see one or two people logged on. Yeah. And you might catch up with them, and they go, "Oh, I was just finishing off an email. oh I was just tidying up this. Oh, I was just doing that." Why can't that wait until your next working day? Yeah, it's
0: not going to go away. It's no. still going to need fixing tomorrow.
3: And the more that you do, the more unpaid, unappreciated work that you do. Yeah, people just assume that you're coping fine.
0: Yeah, you know, and they expect course. you to do it as well. Co- oh, he did. He, he he did that out of yeah. hours. He won't mind doing this. He loves the job.
3: That's where the that's where the unagreed expectation comes from, isn't it? Well, yeah. he's done it once. I'm sure he will do it again and be fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You, you you won't get any credit for that, and and I would say if you're if you're going in on the holidays and if you're answering emails at ten o'clock at night, you're 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 just working less efficiently because those problems will go away. Mm. If you're answering that email at ten o'clock at night, they're going to email you at ten o'clock at night again because oh, if I email him at ten, he he replies, you know, and and you are if you're giving your time away for free. You're saying you don't value your own time. It's it's like I've had moments where I think we're having an earthquake at the moment. Like <laughs> <I'm out. laughs> it does feel like it it. sounds like we're having an earthquake at the moment. That's actually the mics are actually picking that up. One of the things I'm very conscious of is being able to say no to people. Yeah. So if somebody says, "Can you do this this evening?" or "Can you do this?" and you just think, "You've got to be able to say no," mm-hmm. and you don't need to give a reason other than I don't want to Uh,
4: I mean it's interesting you picked up on that Chris because uh, I did download one day for my team at work uh, I think it was off the internet it was 20 ways to say no to your boss politely Yeah, <laughs> brilliant and, and they really appreciated it yeah I can imagine I can imagine
0: I mean it's the it's the office space syndrome isn't it I don't know if you've seen office yes, space yes. but yeah, well, I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday this weekend and uh, you
3: know I think it's uh, I think it, tying into that it's important to normalise that when you're not at work and you have free time that doesn't mean that you're available yeah now I I don't have this problem with my core job okay Uh, you may or may not know that I actually have three jobs Uh, one Mm. full time and and two part time and I juggle to make sure that I can do all of the work but then when I do have that free time to spend it with my my family my kids doing activities and events when another job knows that I'm not doing anything work related they assume that oh it's fine we can ask Lee I'm sure he'll be able to yeah yeah now I'm just stressing, it's not my core job, my core job's great The ones that aren't my core job, want to monopolise your time He's minimal, available Yeah, for yeah. Minim, minimal reward
4: uh, Yeah, I'm just picking up on that Chris I mean one of the things that I mean, a lot of people don't realise I'm an introvert rather than an extrovert And um, my definition Yeah, is, I know you were nervous about doing this well, today I, weren't I was, you? Well, yeah. I, I mean it's not just about the nervousness It's more about gaining your energy an introvert gains gains his energy by being alone on his own an extrovert gains his energy by being in the public eye and getting getting that energy from everybody else so as an introvert for me to energise I need time on myself and that is also time away from my family a time away mm. from work. Yeah. I love my family and I do everything for my family. I'm the same but yeah, but that can compromise my alone time and I need that to energize. I struggle at Christmas being around everyone. I go and
0: stay at my dad's and I you know love my family to bits. But my sister, bless her, to be honest, has hit the nail on the head last Christmas. She said, I've given you the room at the front, of the spare bedroom. She said, because I know that people get too much for you i mean i didn't even know my sister we'd never had this conversation so i was quite moved by it but i never knew that she had recognized that people get too much for me she said when i have my friends over or when the family even gets too much for you you can go and escape and that i was very moved by that because you have a lot of conversations about feelings and emotions with your friends but you don't always have them with your siblings and with your family and stuff or you try and be strong and you know when you're particularly in grief and when you've you've lost a member of your family and you're trying to all be strong for each other and (laughs) you're trying to prop each other up you know when you go in things like to me dad it's it's okay to cry it's fine to you know and that but you don't always kind of acknowledge that you've You've kind of spotted where each other need help. The fact that she she recognised as an introvert. In order for me to recharge, mm. I needed to escape and have that me time. Sometimes, you know,
2: I wish
4: more people could understand that.
2: Yeah. Really, when, yeah. it, when, we, when it comes to being introverted, I
4: think the problem is we live in an extrovert world. Yeah, and the expectation. Well, the extroverts is, are all in the media, and they're, well, so they're, 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 they're the, the ones they're, that have the control and push the buttons. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But we do all the work because we're the one at home practicing.
2: <laughs> I mean, a, a, a big thing that frustrates me. Obviously, I, I I live by myself. I spend a lot of time alone. I I go out alone. You know, I go to pubs. I'll sit in a pub by myself. I'll go to the seaside by myself. And there's this assumption that I'm lonely, oh, and it drives yeah. it drives me up the wall. Yeah, and it's I, I can assure everyone that i do not consider a single second spent in my own company wasted yeah (laughs) i'm perfectly happy by myself you know doing whatever it's years ago before
0: i met my partner my dad said oh you know it'd be good if you can meet someone because it's very lonely when you're older and i remember saying yeah but i've got hundreds of friends You know, and I don't feel lonely. You know, uh, he'd been married for God knows how many years. And so, obviously, the idea of them being alone was very kind of alien. But actually, I never felt the kind of loneliness thing because I'd got lots of friends. And when my granddad died, I looked at my nan, who was then alone. And that was the idea of loneliness because they were so insular and they put everything into that relationship that when one of them is gone, there is a massive void there yeah but i think so i think it's important to keep your own friends and keep your own circles as well and if you do lose a partner you've then got other avenues to dip into to avoid
2: that loneliness i mean as you know this is an issue i'm going through at the moment with my mom Mm. uh i mean she's she's literally never ever lived by by herself she's always lived with a partner yeah um when my dad died like it, it was an absolute nightmare because she didn't even have a bank account. Yeah, None of the bills wow. were in her name. He just took care of everything. There's this thing now where she's got to learn, like a teenager leaving home for the first time. Yeah, You know, she's got to kind of learn to, to be by herself and yeah. accept that, you know, you don't need someone around all the time and it's, it's a yeah. really tough learning curve. I think it's boring. a big
0: adjustment as well. That day where you first wake up and you feel like there's something worth getting out of bed for, that, mm. that can be quite a while coming. Yeah, it's yeah. not an immediate no, adjustment, is it? Not. You know. no.
2: There are literally billions and billions of
3: podcasts out there. So the chances of finding intelligent life amongst them are so infinitesimally small as to not even be worth looking.
1: Could you then have stumbled onto the one podcast where intelligent life could exist? No. No, you haven't. Well,
0: guys, we've almost reached the end of our topic list, but one I've got written down here is, and I'm sure everyone listening will identify with this the cost of living. Mm. Or oh, have I opened up a can of worms there? Who'd like to jump in with that one?
3: I'll start. If that's okay, guys. Mm. Go for it. Everything's so bloody expensive. Right. It is. Thank you very much. You're listening to a
0: couple of drips.
3: It is. Uh, every, An extra drip. Everything is everything is, is so expensive. And I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say that wages aren't keeping up with things like inflation. But when people are being hit with a £70 a month energy price rise, just on things like gas and electric alone, right? nothing else in their life changing. We're not even talking about fuel or the cost of food. Just to keep the heat and the light one in your house becomes 60 to £70 a month more expensive overnight, right? What the hell is going on with that? Yeah, I mean, that? That's not right. That is not fair at all. And you think to yourself, oh, perhaps I can find other ways to to cover the cost of that. Perhaps I can maybe get another job. Perhaps I can cut back on something else. And what happens when you have cut back on everything you can do and you're already working another job and maybe even another job on top of that? How can you budget yourself out of something when there is no more budget left we're
2: we're talking about living versus surviving yeah really really, we? yeah
3: a lot of people at the moment
2: are earning survival pay yeah they earn enough money that they are able to adequately survive not necessarily enough money that they can adequately live Mm -hmm. yeah which is a a major difference i mean controversially i think everyone should have a holiday once a year yeah yeah. Like, because I, I think getting away and going on holiday is so good for your mental health. It's so essential. I think every, everyone should be able to take one, and people should be able to afford one. You should be.
0: And not having a holiday obviously has a major impact on your mental
2: health. Yeah, ab- mm. absolutely. You're not taking this nice, lengthy break from your own life Um, but I I just wanted to touch on you were saying before about how you sort of prioritize what you spend money on and and things Chris going back to as I said before I was raised by my grandparents Mm. now when I was younger there was always this assumption that my by other people that my grandparents were incredibly wealthy which they weren't verging on middle middle class perhaps but we they weren't particularly wealthy at all what they did do and what they kind of instilled with me is they prioritized happiness over wealth and every penny of their money was spent on holidays and presents yeah and nice things to make memories and make us happy they never owned their own house Mm -hmm. although they both easily could have afforded to if they'd have saved the money up um we never had a new car even though the money was there that they could have bought a new car because the money was there for for other things we we used to have three holidays a year yeah you know and yeah. it wasn't because we had they, we were particularly wealthy it was because they'd prioritized what they were going to spend their money on you know they wanted to Make happy memories and mm. do as much as they possibly could yeah. with the money instead of having it tied up in paying for a house or yeah. repayments on a yeah. car or anything like that. You know, it was all, it was all about doing things and being yeah. happy and having amazing Christmases and birthdays. Mm. I mean, I, I used to have the most incredible birthday parties and, and things. I was nice. I was massively lucky. I was massively lucky mm. growing up. Yeah, um, I never wanted for. Yeah. For anything, yeah. really, I always had. Uh, again, I, w- I always had like the latest games consoles and things. And again, there was this assumption that I was a rich kid, that my grandparents must be massively wealthy, yeah. Yeah. and it was just what they prioritised to spend. Yeah. yeah, their money on.
0: I mean, I watched a thing recently where someone on Instagram said, "You know, well, you have to prioritise investing in property because anything else after that is is." Uh, anything else before that is frivolous <sighs> well, it's that hard to get on the property ladder now you could spend your whole life trying to trying to get to that point and you could be dead tomorrow yeah and i think i'm not condoning kind of frivolous spending but i'm saying you know enjoy your life enjoy what you've got because if you own your own house the government is going to take it off you to pay for your care anyway Whereas course. if you rent your house, well, they'll use the taxes you've paid all your life to pay for your care. Yeah. So, yeah, it's six or one and a half a dozen and the other, isn't it? But I think you've got to prioritise living. And if you're doing a job that you hate, working so many hours that you don't have time to enjoy it, what what are you what are you waiting for? Retirement? Well, you might get to 64 and drop down dead, you know. Yeah. I mean,
2: yes, everyone loves their their children wants their children to have the best possible Mm. life that they can but you're not a martyr to your children yeah you should not have a miserable life yeah so that your children get a house and a load of money when you're dead that's not a reasonable use yeah of your life as a human being yeah
3: yeah um so so with what you're saying mick about you know experiences and and how Planning how the money is spent. That's that's exactly what me and me and Kirsty do for for our kids. Not saying that we have excesses amount of money. By no means do we at all. It's prioritising memories and creating memories and doing things like day trips, trips to the beach, Absolutely, going for yeah. walks in the wood, uh, taking them. You know, sa- saving up the money so we can take them to a theme park for a day, as, as opposed to buying them a toy or spending money that they can literally take into a shop and buy something that they'll forget about two seconds later that's not going to last them what our goal is is for them to grow up and say do you remember when mom and dad took us on holiday do you remember when we went to the beach this time and we had this experience do you remember when we went Absolutely, there for the first yeah. time do you and that that's what's important because that's what they're going to remember yeah. you know if i if i bought them i don't know i'm using a complete out there example let's say they all wanted a mobile phone my kids are too young for mobile phones but they all wanted a mobile phone and I went out and bought them the latest iPhone, right? That would ruin me. Yeah, right? And in two years time, they'd want the next most expensive one. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe even in 12 months time, you know. And that's yeah. that they're not going to remember that. They're not going to remember, yeah. you know, in 2022 they had an iPhone. They're going to remember in 2022 we went to the beach and we did this, you know, really nice walk and then we had a really nice lunch together and then mummy got attacked by a seagull. That's that's what they'll remember when yeah. they grow up. I mean,
2: aside from a few of the really big ones, I can barely name any Christmas presents I had Yeah. as, as a child up, yeah. up until, you know, 16. Yeah, I can, it's the memories that stay ha- with there's you. a handful, yeah. but I can, yeah. I can barely remember any. Yeah. I mean,
4: I, I would say slightly opposite to you, to you, Mick. I mean, as a child that I grew up, um, I really can't remember uh, any, any instance where I did actually anything with my father. Um, strange relationship there, but he, uh, we, did, we, uh, we did nothing together. And I think I've gone the other way now. And with my child, I think you have, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I do as, as much as I can with him, okay. and, and we value every, all that time. And, uh, I mean, I'd like to say, holidays I find really important. Yeah, but um, holidays don't have to be expensive. Yeah. No, no. no, no. no. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I was lucky enough, um, um, but 2000, about just, just before, well, ironically, um, I went out to buy a baby monitor about 15 years ago, and I came back with a little caravan. <laughs> and we still have that <laughs> little caravan. And the most... <laughs> The so holidays, these Aldi deals are going crazy. Are, they are brilliant, don't ask me why. But and it was to be honest, it was one of the best investments I ever made. Yeah. Because I tell you what, that middle aisle getting bigger, is it? <laughs> cheap yeah. holidays, yeah. I mean, it's getting more expensive now, yeah. You know, I must admit, yeah. But well, and, and, and and relatively to going abroad, which everybody goes, it's a to, lovely little caravan as well. I've we, seen it parked on you. We 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 the, I'll nice. the mem- see the memories, and some of them have been uh, uh, funny. Good, bad. I remember we, we've had illness, we've been in hundred mile an hour winds, mm. yep. but we've made lots of friends. Yeah, yeah. And, we've, yeah, and it's the community on the on the campsite that we go now, and we, it's like. We've made. We've got friends that we meet up every year. Yeah, we we all help each other out. We need the beach. We go surf. Everybody's into surfing. I get to play on a surfboard because they bring surfboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just it's just uh, the memories of them times are are so precious.
2: That's what it's all about. Uh, it's it's, all it's about weird. I mean, my, my son's fifteen now, but his his memories of holidays and days away and things always seem to be focused on the little cheap adventures we went on like he's got very vague memories of the big holidays that we went on but like little trips away and like day trips somewhere they seem to be sort of really ingrained like you can remember all the details about them and everything it just yeah. seems to be something that uh, i think sometimes if you're away somewhere for a couple of weeks yeah it starts to become a bit mundane and your brain yeah. doesn't really prioritize Storing yeah. the memories away mm. is in as much detail. Yeah,
0: there. and kids do value that. You know, I mean, there's a lot of speak about. Oh, you know, kids just want the most expensive thing, or they want this, or they, or they they want that. But actually, giving them your time is probably yeah. the most valuable oh, thing that you can yeah. do. You know?
4: It is. Yeah.
0: Guys, I have to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Is there any other issues before we wrap up that any of you want to? talk about anything that's popped up in your head i'll just chop this bit out if there isn't
4: yeah. <laughs> what i'd like to say chris is yeah i was was feeling a little bit anxious about this is slightly outside my comfort zone yeah. obviously for the first time but thoroughly enjoyed it brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, well i hope
0: you'll on. come on a, a solo episode and talk <laughs> about your songwriting and when we recorded together it's been a pleasure i'd like to thank all of you martin davis Michael Hayes and Lee Smith thank you very much for joining me thank you for listening folks apologise if the acoustics are slightly different to normal but due to the fact that my studio normally being a box room we're actually recording in the kitchen today and I think there's been some work going on at the garage below so there's been a few odd creaks and rumbles but it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys here, really good fun and thanks for listening to a couple of drips an extra drip mental health special and don't forget to tune into the next one that we'll be doing which I'm not quite sure when it will be recorded or going out but it'll be the next episode after this where we're having three ladies on who are mental health professionals who will be talking about their experiences of dealing with people particularly over lockdown so thanks a lot guys it's been a pleasure thanks thanks for thanks for being here and thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you again soon listening to A Couple of Drips. The show was conceived and presented by Chris Granger and is a Cup the Mic production.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter-shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh! Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started!
0: Hi, Chris here. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the production of future episodes, then subscriptions are available. Simply click on the support button in the episode description. See you next time.